This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Welcome, one and all, to another fantastic episode of the Final Clack Cast with your hosts, Matt and Brad. What's up, buddy? The Final Clast. I like it. Final Class. We're changing your name. That's what the new name is. That's funny. <laughs> so, what's new, man? Uh, not a whole lot. I re-engineered uh, my hate for a lake we went to on Sunday. <laughs> uh so i'll never go there again like until I, Dude, I need to bring you there we're gonna freaking get you limit at this place i hate that lake i've been going there since i was like 10 years old and i think the only fish i ever caught was a bluegill that's crazy yeah. dude yeah i like, just don't like... now granted all the times i go are the days when it's like a minimum 10 mile per hour wind and I, it's just the grass isn't built up yet or it's early season. I've never gone in the summer because oh, I'd re- I'd rather go to the river than go to there. So I don't know. Yeah, I hear you. I only go to Kaiser if the river's not flooded. But Man, I've caught my PB there. I caught a nice 19-incher there this past weekend on a chatterbait. Um, you did. I watched it. It was awesome. Will caught two more after you left. Oh, two did he? Ones. You ended up catching two more? Two big ones. 
on the A rig? Did he A rig out like he wanted to? No, he got him on the chatterbait. Mm. So. Mm. At least chatterbait's starting to pick back up. That's all that matters. We're getting yeah. to that season, which is great. Yeah. Um, I throw chatterbait all year round. I don't even care. I mean, I do too, but there's just some points when <laughs> once it starts getting cold, the jerkbait is like the only lure I like to throw just because I love yeah. throwing jerkbait. So. Jerkbait is fun. You ain't wrong. A um, couple things before we get started, because this is going to be a good episode. Uh, the final cast is brought to you by two fantastic sponsors, Dark Horse Tackle, the best baits you've never heard of. Uh, subscription box comes every month. Fantastic box. We do unboxings every single month. Go back and look at those, see all the heat that comes out of these boxes. And if you're a new subscriber on your very first box, you have to do the subscription. You can't do the prepaids or whatever. But on your very first box, if you use the code paddle in fin, you get 20% off your first box. No, it's paddle 20, I think. Maybe it's paddle 20. Brad Love usually you. does his part. I'm just doing it. I know. I. I'm just rolling yep. in on it. Paddle, paddle 20. Paddle 20. Get 20% off your first <laughs> box. Again, you have to do the subscription. We've had people reach out and be like, good, didn't work. You got to do it on the subscription series. But I promise this is a box that pays for itself. It's fantastic. You'll love it. I've been um, catching the, fish on some of the stuff I've got. They're all, you, well, the last couple of weeks, that's all you've caught fish on is that naked yeah. swimmer. Heck yeah. I love that swim bait. It's nice. Oh, it's perfect. It runs great. It swims great. Um, and we're brought to, to you by Nico, the next generation of soft plastics. They are some of the best super plastic you can get on the market. Super stretchy. I mean, it is fantastic. They're known for their Helgramite, which is this bait right here, which I doodle with all the time on different setups and whatnot. I've got it on a on a uh, Nico rig right now, which is fantastic. Fits on there great. Looks awesome. You going to uh, get the new one, the big one? I've got the big one. I just oh, okay. haven't messed with it yet. And I'll be honest, I ordered it. I don't know what I did with it. So throw it on the shaky head. Uh, that's the plan. Throw it on the <laughs> shaky head. Um, throw it on a T rig. I'm I'm pumped, especially coming in. The next thing I want to talk about two weeks from the day this episode comes out, yeah, we will be at weeks. Dale Hollow. Pumped. Heck pumped. yeah. That's all we're talking about now. Uh, uh I talked to Zach from Dark Horse Tackle today. He's not gonna be able to make it. He pulled his bicep off the bone at work. Ooh. So Ooh, I'm like, yeah, dude, that'll make it hard to cast and paddle the kayak. So and just yeah. live. That's just that rough. sucks. Oh gosh, man. I know a couple of dudes who did that when I was in the Marine Corps and they were down for a while. Yeah. So yeah, that is rough. Uh so speedy recovery to Zach get better. Yeah, get back out sure. fishing. For sure. But anything else you wanted to cover before we jump in? No. I think we hit it all. Um this episode. Dope. We are going to be talking to the doc himself, Mr. Brian Goodland from Doc Master Baits. And speaking of Dark Horse Tackle, featured in some of their boxes over the last few or so months. Uh, yeah. Welcome to the show, man. Well, thanks for having me. Happy Heck to yeah. be here. Like uh, what you guys are doing. Appreciate it. We like what you're doing, too, because yeah. that, uh, when what month was that? February, we got your huddle jack. Uh, that was uh, March. I was, March. I was, was last all, yeah, I was painting all of February to get those out for March. It seems yeah, like forever it. ago. I don't know why. Like since I bought, since we got that box, it just seems like it's been a long time. It's been a long month, I guess. Well, the this time is, is flying. Time's uh, flying. They, uh, light. There you go. Yeah, that's, that's the that baby bass pattern. 
which is sick. I'm going to be throwing this at Dale Hollow. I'm excited. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I've been throwing it quite a bit lately, but I haven't been able to like get one to bite it yet. <laughs> yeah, I know Zach from Dark Horse uh, was testing the bluegill pattern, and he he sent me about eight nine pictures of bass that he caught in a couple hours. That's and, awesome. uh, I can definitely see it. Yeah, the action on that was really nice. Um, when we were looking at blanks to paint for for March. Um, I kind of skipped over that one. I looked at it and I was like, eh, not really wanting to paint something like that. But mm -hmm. then Zach reached out, sent me a picture of that and said, let's go with this. I was like, okay. And uh, when I ordered them and they came in, I was looking at them. I'm like, oh, okay, these are, these are a lot cooler in person. And uh, yeah, once I got one in the water, seeing the action on that, I was pretty impressed. They were nice. Yeah, I actually can't wait until it warms up a little bit because that thing has some amazing wake bait action. Yeah, it does. It does. I was uh, testing a few things out on Sunday because I never get to the water. I really mm -hmm. don't. I do like two trips a year, and if I can get out for a couple hours after that, I'm lucky. Um, mm -hmm. But I took my daughter out, and I have, I have so many baits that I painted for myself that don't even have hooks on them. They've never even touched the water. They never get out, but I thought I'd try to get out. And I was running that one as a wake. And uh, yeah, it stirs the water up. It, it's pretty cool. I like it. Yeah. I don't know if it's the fishery I've been throwing it in or what, but I think maybe bluegill probably would work better. Matt's familiar with it. What do you think? Bluegill for us here, I think it would probably work a little better, but that, I mean, that, largemouth patterns got to get bit i think we're still just a little bit the fish that are hitting it right now where we're at i mean our water's just now starting to get a little warmer once we get into spawn season like actual full-on spawn you run that over uh over some beds i think it'll get destroyed yeah i'm i'm being patient with it so i, I know it's going to get bit eventually <laughs> yeah i think it will stick it out i think you'll have some luck with that yeah, it'd be awesome if it ends up being like a six pound bass or something. That'd be so cool. Tell you, that's the thing about swim bait fish, man. You you gotta be patient and then you're gonna hit and then it's done. You see, I never had the patience with big baits. Uh when I used to get out to fish a lot more than I do now, I'd throw them on for a few casts. Uh to be honest, I didn't know how to work a glide bait. Um when I go to Canada, we do a lot of troll fishing. And I'd throw a glide bait on and not pick anything up. And I'm like, this isn't running right. And I'd pull it alongside the boat and hang it out and look at it. And I'm like, this, this thing's just kind of doing nothing. <laughs> and it wasn't until recently that I learned how you have to fish those. And I, I took a few of mine out on Sunday. And I was just amazed at what they really do when you know how to work it. And mm -hmm. So I'm excited to be more patient and use bigger baits whenever I get out and see what they do yeah i don't really know how to work glide baits either because i'm matt does he's a big swim bait guy but i'm not i am i am a big swim bait guy that's that's like one of my favorite things to throw big swim baits and it's definitely i mean brian you're right on the money to where it's you gotta have patience and working a glide bait is more about drawing power than it is about i mean getting a fish on it's awesome but you can throw a big old eight inch glide bait and you'll watch fish come out and be 
Oh, what's that? And then they'll go back where they're at. And you follow it up them smaller and smash them. Hmm. Yeah, I found just given a turn of the reel. No rod tip jerking. Nothing like that. Just give it a turn and that thing will kick to the side, kick back to the other side. And yep. uh, it, it didn't take a lot of work with it to, to figure that out once I knew that was a better way to go about it. Right. Yep. You're just doing those half turns. That's the, that's how, when I was in a boat, I would use my rod a lot more and actually take the rod to make it move back and forth. And then in the kayak, if I'm sitting, which I am a lot of the time, I can't, I can use my rod, but it's awkward. So I just go, whop. I do one turn and it do a big old loop. Yeah. Let it, let it float out and then do another one. It'll come back real quick and it goes fast in the center. And then it just kind of glides all the way out and make big old S patterns. And you'll get fish follow it you'll get fish coming out to see what it is and then once you see them then it's on because they'll go right back to where they they were at it's not like they're seeing it and moving on they'll see it and run away because they're like oh that's weird and then they'll go back and then you throw something in there and smash them yeah that's cool uh before we get too far into it do you want to do a little introduction about yourself uh where you're from and all that kind of stuff uh yeah uh, so i'm in pittsburgh pennsylvania just on the outside of it uh, in Beaver County. Um, I grew up not far from where I'm at now, bounced around a little bit, but I've always just been on the outskirts of Pittsburgh. Um, I'm 43. Uh, I have been working in fire safety since 2005. Um, I had an art background when I was in high school and I got an associates in commercial art in college and uh when i was doing that uh, adobe photoshop and other basically household programs were coming out while i was trying to get my degree and the things that i was wanting to do they just didn't exist anymore because anybody could do those things from home and i just i fell into a job uh, shortly after that and i've been doing that ever since and I really never got back into art. Um, I can't say that I really loved doing it when I was younger, um, but I had friends that are like, oh, draw me a tattoo idea. Uh, you know, draw me this, draw me that. And I'd do it, and I liked the reactions I got whenever I made things for people. Mm -hmm. um, and I kind of missed that, but that's not really why I got into lore painting. Um, I was getting ready to go on a fishing trip, um, Canada got canceled because of COVID and we were looking for something similar, the group of guys I go with. And so we decided to go to Maine and I had messed around with paint and a few lures. Um, I had an airbrush gun that I wanted to get into taxidermy and I realized I didn't have the time for that to work on like a deer head from start to finish. You can't leave that sit for days and then get back to it. Mm -hmm. um, but I bought some supplies intending on doing it, and then it just never happened. But when we were going on this trip, I I looked on uh, eBay looking for some inexpensive lures to buy, some cheap, and I stumbled upon blanks that I never knew they existed. And I was like, "Hey, I got an airbrush. You know, why not buy uh, you know a pack of twenty of those and and see what I can do with them and see if they work." And so I painted a handful. They were like the X-Wrap knockoffs. 
um, at some wiggle warts. And I did a few of those and I took them on, on the trip. And my buddies were like, these are pretty cool. You know, you should try and sell them. And I didn't really get into it for that. I just wanted to get myself some cheaper lures. And uh, over the winter time, I, I kind of missed painting. Um, my shop was ice cold, couldn't paint. You know, paint doesn't flow through an air gun when it's 40 degrees in there. Mm-hmm. And so spring comes around and, you know, I was missing it. So I got back into it and I like really jumped in. I was looking at stencils, uh, watching videos of tips and tricks. And uh, I bought every color of paint you could find, different clear coats, uh, built a booth. I, you know, I did all the things necessary to get going and probably then some. And um, made some more stuff, made some jerk baits. And my buddies, you know, kept telling me, you got to go online. So I made my Instagram account last March. So it's just been over a year since I've been on social media. Um, I don't really do a lot on Facebook, but I have to have a page to run Instagram. Um, I try to remember to post things there. I'm not great with that with social media in general. So I try to do everything on Instagram. And when I remember, post some stuff on there too. But yeah, I just kind of kind of stumbled into it. Um, didn't expect to be doing what I'm doing right now, to be honest with you. Yeah. Seems yeah. like that's, that happens to a lot of our guests that do custom painting and stuff like that. They're just like, oh, yeah, I just started doing it one day. <laughs> it's kind of yeah. cool. Yeah, I mean, we just had Blue Rock on not too long ago, and he said the same yeah. thing. He's like, yeah, I've been making, you know, jig heads and everything for myself for a long time, and then I just had some buddies say so I should just, you know, start reaching out. And so I started doing that, and then I got uh, plastic molds, and now I'm pretty much doing it full time. Like, it just happens. <laughs> yeah, that's a rabbit hole you can dive down into. Uh, you know, I, I've got friends saying, oh, you should do soft plastics, too. I'm like, my wife will never see me. I'm yeah. in the shop so much. Um, you know, I have a full-time job. I got a six-year-old daughter and my wife's full-time military. And basically it's go to work for 10, 12 hours, come home, do dinner, put the kid to bed, and then give the wife a kiss and say, I'm going down to the shop. And it might be nine o'clock and I come up at one in the morning, go to bed, get up at five do it all over again and it, it gets a little tough and it's not always like that but i'm right. fortunate that dark horse i think they reached out to me when i was on instagram maybe after like two months yeah um, they're, they're good about finding new uh painters mm-hmm. and stuff like out of nowhere so like if they choose you to be in their box you know that you're doing something right because yeah, they they handpick like some quality painters. Yeah, I mm-hmm. I thought it was a joke at first, to be honest with you. Um, and I, I looked them up. I looked up some YouTube videos of unboxings, and uh, Josh has tons of tip videos. And um, I messaged a few people saying, you know, what's your experience working with these guys? And and everybody had nothing but good things to say. And um, so yeah, I reached out. I think I did uh, 20 swim baits for the people's champ box when they had that. Um, they came back and had me do another 20 a few months after that. Then last September, uh, they hit me up with 270 
wiggle warts. <laughs> uh, it's like, oh boy. <laughs> that was one of my favorite crankbaits I've gotten. Well, I'm glad you brought yeah. it up. I'm going to screen share this thing because I think this is the coolest paint job I have ever seen on a crankbait. Thank you. Thank you. Which one did you get? I got the mud bug. Uh, okay. I, yeah. I love that one. Oh, it was I saw, so I saw a lure that was, was similar to that. Um, and I was like, man, this would, this would look really cool to put on a wart. And um, so I was going back and forth with Josh. Uh, they wanted 10 different patterns. And I painted uh, some samples as something I thought might look cool, send it to them. They say, yeah, go with that. And they give me some ideas on color combinations they wanted. Um, but I saw a picture of something similar to that. And I'm like, I, yeah, I was like this blue with the, the brown and the tan uh, and a black outline is, is going to be pretty cool. And yeah, yeah I sent a pic, picture to Josh and he's like, yes, definitely do that. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. So cool. I'm glad I did, but I tell you what, I hand drew all the black lines on like Ooh. 45 of those things. And talk about tedious. Uh, oh, yeah, I believe it. About five into it, I'm like, man, should I really suggest this one? <laughs> <laughs> you know, but but I'm glad I did. I mean, nothing nothing cool comes easy. So, yeah. you know, put the work in, and uh, I, I'm happy with, they, with how they turned out. I'm glad you got one. I know. I, I, I don't know. Matt, you got the white and green one, right? I did, yeah. I got the white and green one, which is sick, but I was so jealous of that color that you got. Sludge, <laughs> Sludge Factory. Sludge Factory is sick. I like it. Um, I'm a huge fan. I actually have it uh, in the Day of Hollow box yeah. going down just because it's it's different enough. It's still from the top. It, it'll look natural, but it's different enough to give it that, like, I want to eat that because I don't know what it is type of color. Yeah. And uh, But that, that blue, oh, man, that was so nice. It was just, it's it's awesome it's gonna be perfect for early to mid spring because those crawls will be molten they'll be different colors you'll be shades of blue and whatnot that thing is gonna get destroyed yeah well hey uh there's always more where they came from so if you want one you can always reach out yeah where i've done that before too right after a show i usually do something so don't worry oh go ahead I told Matt um, when he got his and he showed me that one, I was like, that kind of reminds me of like the monster energy drink kind of. Yeah. Like okay. The, yeah. You know, With the neon green. Okay. Yeah. Black line. Yeah. That one. I tell you what, I, I just had, I, I wanted neon green. Mm-hmm. That that was really all that I had in mind when I did that. And I cut a cross stencil out of a milk jug and, uh, they started putting it together and that's how some of them go um, halfway through it. I'm like, all right, what, what color might look cool here and there. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it works out and sometimes it doesn't. Um, but I was listening to Allison chains in the shop while I was putting that together and sludge factory was on. And I was like, yeah, that neon green, that's a cool name for that. I that is cool. Thought that, that worked well. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> I like yeah, it. Glad, it has, like has meaning that. after it. That's yeah, cool. some of them do. I, I listen to a lot of music while I'm doing my work, and uh, there's a couple things I've done that were named after song titles. Um, some of them, you know, just trying to think of something catchy, something that resembles right. 
Well, yeah, yeah, I mean, I can, I can see in your line of work, it's it's finding inspiration in whatever you're doing to get your names or to even maybe certain color patterns or something. Um, yeah. I'm not a big art guy, but you know, I, that's just cause I'm not in, I'm not talented in that way or form, but no matter what it is, whatever your hobby is, you find inspiration in it. And I'm sure art's no different. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. Definitely. And I, I get a lot from the, the people I follow on Instagram. You know, when I made an account, I had no idea how big this was. Mm-hmm. I'm like looking up, custom lures and uh you know trying to find people to follow and there's an endless amount it's like oh my god like i'm i'm not gonna become anything on here with all these people doing it and for how long and uh yeah i carved out a little circle i'm happy with it and uh having fun everybody i've met is awesome um people i've talked to asking tips you know it's it's a different world on Instagram than when I had a Facebook account. Yeah. That, that got me off of social media like three years ago, maybe four years ago. And uh, I was dreading getting back on to do this stuff because I didn't want to be a part of it. But Instagram, everyone that I deal with, it's like the drama's not there. Mm-hmm. The hate, the you don't do it the way I do it and you're wrong. None, none of that's there. Everybody's yeah. so cool. Yeah, it's kind of weird, like, the Instagram community so much different from Facebook. It's like, on Facebook, you can, like, people, it's like they do it on purpose. They share their opinions to piss other people off. Mm-hmm. Instagram, Definitely. you can't really share your opinions like that. I mean, you share pictures, but I don't know. It's it's cool. Like, yeah, the fish was, community is cool was, on Instagram. I was just talking to somebody the other day about <clears throat> Facebook and Twitter, especially the stupidest people are always the loudest. <laughs> yeah. So you can't pay attention to what they're saying, but Brad hit it on the, on the nail on the head with Instagram. It's, it's all about pictures or reels. Like it's not really your opinion. No one really, and all honesty, we don't care. If we're posting a picture about something, it's something we like, yeah. uh, it's something we've made, um, you know, something along those lines. So like with you, <clears throat> it's, it doesn't surprise me because of how well your work is that it, it you kind of carved out a circle so quick for the simple fact that, you know, baits look good. They photo, they photo great. Um, and they work. So that's, I mean, that's, that's the, the end all be all you're covering every aspect of it. So. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, dark horse had done a lot for me. You know, I can't thank them enough when, when Josh reached out and I did some projects for him, they got me into households that, you know, they would have never heard of me mm-hmm. and, um, you know, seeing people do unboxing videos and getting my name out there a little bit more, you know, I pick up some more followers. I'd get some more orders off of people seeing the lures from those boxes. Um, you know, yeah, that's been a lot of help with getting me out there. Right. No question. So I got the it, up there. I like that one. That was my does. first attempt. I was gonna make a funny joke about eating smallmouth, so Matt gets mad. But <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's funny. Um, make it. Make the joke. I was just gonna give him crap for that. I, I always mm. make jokes where I'm like, "Oh, deep fried smallmouth, delicious." 
hate you. I tell you what, <clears throat> I've never eaten anything from Pennsylvania waters. Uh, you always hear about the mercury and like, you don't yeah. want to eat anything out of the Allegheny, you know? Yep. But when my friends, we've been going to Canada since I've been going since 2005, some other guys a little longer, we would eat smallmouth mm-hmm. and we would catch walleye. We'd catch pike, perch, and we'd fillet them up, put them in a pan and you wouldn't know what you're eating. They all just taste like, clean white fish you know the water is so clean up there yeah you don't have to worry about getting sick from stuff and a small mouth tastes just like a walleye it's huh. i wouldn't notice a difference granted we do add them you know so you get the flavor of that but right when i when yeah. i've told people i eat small mouth or i've eaten small mouth they're like what, what are you eating bass for like, well we were hungry it was good yeah, yeah. It, it was in canada nobody cares about canada <laughs> yeah that's true. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, no, um, yeah, I mean, I can see that. <laughs> so you you run your shop through Instagram. If somebody wants to uh, order baits from you, how do they go about that? And do you have a bunch of different blanks they can choose from? Uh, yeah, right now I might have fifty or so different blanks. Um, if you want to order off me, uh, it, I get tons of messages. Yo, do you have a, a website or you have a shop? How can I order off you? I tell them right here. You know, you order right now. Uh, I like being personable with people. Um, I want to keep my costs down. I didn't get in this to like make money. Really. I, I just like it. And if I get a website running, well, then that's out of my pocket every month. And I do other things like that. That's out of my pocket. And I don't want to just eat that, but I also don't want to put it on the customer. So for right now, and for the free time that I have, send me a message, tell me what you want. I'll put it together. And I actually, I'll send pictures to customers as I'm going through the process to say, Hey, this is how it's going now. Uh, You know, anything you might want to change about it. Do you want me to add a chartreuse tip to the tail? You know, I can do things during it to alter it. You don't have to pick one from a picture on my page. Uh, I tell customers, you know, send me a picture of something that you like, and I'll tell you if I can put it down on a blank. And um, I have a few pictures of the blanks that I have. I'll send them to the customers and say, this is what I've got. And you know, work from there. I, I try to stay or keep them involved throughout the process. Mm-hmm. Some are really cool and say, I don't care what you do, man. Just send me something, you know, get paint, painted on that, that small mouth. That was for uh, a guy, Dylan, um, they'll be fishing. You probably, yeah. I think, yeah, mm-hmm. he wanted that blank and he wanted a trout blank and he's like, do your thing. And I was like, that is really cool. You know, a lot of people are very specific, but then people like him, uh, that tells me they really like my work. They trust that I'm going to do something cool for them and that they're going to be happy with it. And so I had those blanks. I wanted to do a rainbow. I wanted to do a smallie. So I did those and sent them out to him and he was, he was thrilled with them. So it was, that was really cool. I'd like one of those smallmouth baits. How big are they? Like five, six inches? Uh, well, I have that blank in front of me in a large mouth that I have done. This is going to a customer in Canada. Nice. 
I'm not shipping it there, but I'm going to meet him on my fishing trip on the way up in June. I'm doing a smallmouth for him. And he, uh, his name's Cody. He just messaged me today about doing another one for him since I'm going to meet him on the ride up on our trip and, and hand him off to him. Uh, but this, this is a six inch uh, okay. wake. So yeah, the one joint wake bait. Um, I don't know the weight on it, but I want to say that it's about three ounces. Probably, Pro probably right. between two, six to three. Yeah. And um, this one is a slow sink. I try, I, I like to get the slow sinks more than just a floater because you have the option of keeping it close to the top or letting it drop down. Yeah. I'd like to, to have one of those. I don't even know if I'd even use it. I just like the look of it, like to put it like a little glass case or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah, that's a compliment. You know, if, if you like it that much that you don't want to use it, that that means as much to me as if you're going to use it. You know, I'd rather you used it and have fun with it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but if you want to put it on the wall, I'm not going to complain. That's pretty cool. I'll put, put it right here behind me on my backdrop. That'd be cool. There you go. There you go. Yeah. <clears throat> right next to the city. Get you one drop. of those too. Get you. Give me a shameless plug. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I know. I, I saw you had your terrible towel. I got mine right here. Yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. Yep. Matt's Browns fan. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you so, got us. You got us once in the past couple of years. Oh, we got you once last season. I'm talking like. For real, you know, the playoff game that oh, you guys yeah. won. Oh, since yeah, yeah. 1999. I think. Well, let's not go too deep into it. <laughs> You're already eating smallmouth. Back to fishing. <laughs> That's funny. No, I don't, I don't know. Rabbit holes. We get, we get on a bunch of those into the podcast. So. Yeah. Hey, it's what makes it fun. Yeah. <laughs> hey, just so you know, my That's wife's from Cleveland. My wife's from Cleveland and her family's out there so my father-in-law big browns fan my wife's converted to a steeler fan because she's smart like that oh <laughs> i yeah. bet that's a fun it's okay uh, it's family tr family like my wife to get together you know what it, it's it's cool because my father-in-law he's been so beaten down from being a browns fan he, he's like accepted it. He's like, no, oh, you're gonna kick our asses this year, you know. Um, and there's no really rubbing in. But what, what's pretty cool, her side of the family, uh, Dante Lavelli, Hall of Famer for the Browns, played with Otto Graham. Mm -hmm. um, so he is their, well, Uncle Grandpa on on her side. So they are like through and through Browns fans. And I respect that. It's cool. So it's it's a good when when I visit them, I kind of get dumped on a little bit, you know, because it's them against one. But uh, yeah. it's all in good fun. It's good fun. Yeah, I no, I, I always tell Matt because uh, we talk about it all the time. I'm like, you know what? I can tolerate the Browns. My wife's fans, all Bengals fans. I can't stand it, dude. I hate the Bengals. Uh -huh. I hate them. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's well, it's hard to hard to care about a rival, you know, and yeah. and they're looking to be a top dog now. They got yeah. a tough team. Stupid Joe Burrow. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> you're gonna be good. Anyway, um, 
so we kind of hit on your ordering process. I kind of want to dive more into the actual creating the baits aspect. So sure. kind of what, what, what goes through your head or what steps do you take? You're looking at a blank uh, to create something different or new. Cause it's, it's almost yeah. like nothing you make is really the same thing over and over and over. It's always a new style, new pattern, new color, something new blank, something like that. Well, yeah, I, I want to try to do different things. Um, but, it, you know, just about everything is drawn from something I've seen. Um, you know, there's a lot of great painters that I've talked with and, uh, you know, got some inspiration from seeing their work. Um, Dark Corner Customs, his work is like so real. He's doing taxidermy and it looks like he's taking pictures of live fish. I see his stuff, and and that's kind of what what got me to want to try to do this largemouth. I was like, man, his stuff is so good. I want to see if I can make a largemouth look as real as I can. And I think I did all right for my first attempt, but I know there's things I could do to get better on that. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I kind of just look at what colors would go together well, what colors have been effective for me. Um, Sometimes, you know, if it's for an order, the customer just tells me what they want and I'll put that together for them. Um, but looking, looking through some things that I have here. Um, I can put you full screen here so we can see. No, we can't go wrong. Nice it's just natural. It's hard for me to get it centered, trying to play with where my lens is. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I did that. Um, wanting to have some natural baits. Um the shad that I put together the other day, I just had this gold to red shift paint that I was dying to use. Mm -hmm. And so I thought I'd put a white shad and kind of make that the back and see how it turned out. I liked it. I thought it was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I, I will look online. I'll Google pictures of lures. I'll look through lures that I've bought over the years and just kind of see the color combinations and some patterns and I'll take a little from here and take a little from there and, and try to make something my own. And it's hard to do, you know, you can only paint a perch so many different ways, Yeah. but then I'll see some painters put some stuff up and I'm like, man, that, that is cool. Like I would have never thought of that. The, the styles that some people were doing. Uh, so yeah, I, I mean, really I'll stand in front of my booth I'll put a blank on on my clips and put a base coat down. And then I'll look at all my colors. I'm like, I want to use that. I want to use that. I want to use that. I'm like, I can't use all that. And so I'll just start with one and kind of see where it goes from there. Now I got a pile of lures that are kind of half finished or completely painted that I'm like, oh, I'm not putting eyes on that and clear coating that yet. I don't really like how it looks. Um, but for every couple of those i'll get one that turns out pretty cool that i like and uh those are the ones i typically take pictures of and put up mm -hmm. but you never know what somebody else is going to find interesting right and like that's that's the thing i've got stuff i've been sitting on that i kind of want to post i don't like it but that doesn't mean other people won't um but i don't look at at those as my best work so I don't want to put those up, you know, um, yeah, the process, there's a lot of trial and error. I've, 
learned a lot by making a ton of mistakes. Um, but still make mistakes. You know, you, you flaw the paint a little bit and maybe have to start all over. Uh, there's way more to it than I really imagined. But I've tried to refine my process with how I lay my colors down, uh, drying the paint before I put a stencil up to it so I don't smear it. Uh, like simple things or maybe putting a clear coat down if you're going to do other stencils on it so you don't scratch it and then taking it from there. Uh, there's certain paints you can't run a hairdryer over to dry fast because they'll crack. Mm. There's there's some that will dry nice and fast. There's, there's some that uh, you can't really thin out the way others do. Neon paints will tend to run more and you gotta lay them down real light and then another coat and then another coat. At least for me, this is some stuff I've learned and yeah, I messed a lot of stuff up trying to figure out how to do it right and get better at it. Right. Trial what's and error. The, what's the uh, wildest color you've ever came up with? Wildest color I've come up with? Um, I mean, I don't know what you might consider wild. Um, I have, I got these grenades. I thought they were really cool. And just giant square bills, basically. That's sick. And I wanted to do a craw. I wanted to do a variation of the browns and blues. And it's like, you got all this room oh, that's on cool. here for details. So, so cool. Yeah, splattered a little red on there and uh, turned out okay. Sometimes that doesn't look right. Um, but, yeah, I, like, I, I did the eyes in blue. Um, when I do my craws, I don't like the regular wiggle wart look with the purple on them. I try to just make them dark. Uh, I did this one in a, in a fire tiger. I recently Is that the one put you redid recently? Uh, yeah, I just, I just put it up, called it the Tiger King. Yeah, uh, that's awesome. <laughs> just saw, saw my uncle made a post about that the other day, and I was like, well, I'm doing fire tigers. I, I'm going to call that the Tiger King. Just <laughs> I'm gonna have to get. I'm gonna order one of those. One of these guys? Yeah, oh, yeah I love. I love those big square bills. I, I I had at one point had like ten, but I kept throwing them stupid spots and losing them. <laughs> but well, those I, stupid I literally, spots are the, those are probably where the big ones are. So yeah, uh, you're not wrong. Um, but I literally was just talking to a guy who's going down to Deha with this Brad Cam. You know who Cam is. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, man, I need to get me some of those big fat square bills. He's like, which ones? I was like, the big, like, they're a regular square bill running like three to six feet, three to seven feet, but they're like the size of your hand. Like the scamp like, ones? The big ones. No, um, I've never thrown those, but the, uh, those are huge. The KVD, uh, 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 is it oh. a two point? No. Not the 2. 3. 5. 2.5, 3.5, 3.5, something like that. I think it's the three, it's the three five or just the five. It's just a really big it's that it's that it looks just like that blank, but yeah. obviously those colors are so much better. But they're so big, they just draw they have drawing power. But unlike a glide bait, you can fish them quick, yeah. which is what I like about them. Like you can just throw them down a bank and start rolling them back, and you'll see fish come out of that blue line looking at them, or you'll see fish seeing, oh, that's a big old fat prey fish, and I'm gonna destroy it. And those bites are awesome because it's just like hitting a big swim bait. It's awesome. 
Yeah, they're a lot chunkier than I thought they were going to be. I, if you want one, I actually have two prepped for Buddy in that pattern. If you want one, I can line another one up for you and uh, get that rolling. It's always easier to paint multiples. Right. You know, you don't clean the gun every other color for multiple baits. So, you know, I could paint one bait in, you know, hour, depending on all the, the steps in it. I could paint five of those in an hour and 10 minutes. Oh. You know, like lining them up, you can just get so many more done. We've had quite a few custom painters on the show, and I don't think that I don't think we've ever talked about that. Like, you know, doing more multiple baits as opposed to just doing one. That's interesting. You can knock out a lot more. Um, there's a little tool called Helping Hands. It's really like for soldering little alligator clips with uh, bendable mm -hmm. arms. Yeah. And so you put those on the eyelets and, uh, you know, with uh, cranks, you can clip it to the bill. And so you can put two per unit. But swim baits and larger baits, you can only put one. You got to put one on the nose and one on the tail. Um, and I think I've got 15 of those. So if I'm doing something small, I can set 30 up. But if I'm doing the bigger ones, then it's it's 15. But when you fill your cup up on your airbrush, you know, you put your base coat down on each one and then, you know, the belly color, zip through all of those. But if you're doing a different color on each one, then it's dump the cup out, spritz it out, blow the air through. You got to get all that color out and then put the next color in. And then every cleaning the gun is just really the most time consuming part. Yeah. Um, so the more you do of that color at a time, the faster it is, really. So that's yeah. nice. So those warts, I they took a while with how many, but I was able to load up a whole bunch at a time and knock out, you know, twenty five in a night before going to bed. And so that was, you know, pretty pretty nice doing. I did ten patterns, but I did enough of each that that saved some time. That's cool. Oh yeah, I never even thought about that either. That you know, the, all the the tedious process that goes on the back end of doing baits, especially like you just said, if you're doing ten blanks, they're all different colors. You got to clean the gun every single mm -hmm. time, and that takes forever. But if you're doing like a large order, like uh, for the People's Champ box, I remember because I was a People Champs box uh, subscriber. I love that box. Uh, Mission. Oh, I do too. I can get in the quarterly box though. So hopefully I have that here shortly. Um, but if you're just doing 20 of the same color, yeah, I mean, you're, you could probably just run through them, especially because you're kind of getting in the, not the word habit. What am I looking for? Uh, oh, you're getting into a groove. Groove. Yeah, you know, that's you, what it was. Yeah. You got, um, you got a method going down. If you're using a stencil, you set it on the one, you hit it, you set it on the other, hit it, you kind of move down the assembly line in a sense. Mm -hmm. As opposed to each individual one changing things up. Hmm. You know? Yeah, there's there's a lot that goes into it from start to finish that like I didn't realize when I got into it. I bet I bet the worst part is putting the hooks on. I'd hate doing that. You know what? It's there's a lot of worst parts to it. <laughs> really? Uh, well, I, I mean getting getting blanks, it depends on the blank that you get of what you've got to do to it. Um, what's nice with a swim bait, you don't have to tape the bill up, you know, on this crank, 
like if uh, yeah, this one's a cool one. I thought I taped oh, it up yeah. and let the crown go through. But you got to tape that bill up with uh, some masking tape. Get it nice and neat so the paint doesn't get on there. So, but some of these might have some edges on the bill, little scuffs or seam. So I'll take an X-Acto knife and shave down those or sandpaper, try to get that neat. Then tape every single one of these up. Those I taped up nearly 300 warts, and that was like a knife, you know. Uh, so, yeah, you do that. You get your... You get all your paint down on it, then when you're done with that, um, not a wart, but other ones, you got to glue every eye on. And I use the uh, Mega Bass Downturn eyes. So you can't just pop it on. You, you can't just pop it on because the pupil's not in the center. So you've got to mm -hmm. turn that and do it pretty quickly before the glue sets and look at both sides, make sure that they're neat. You can't get any glue on the paint because the clear coat reacts with it differently. So you gotta be careful with that. Um, and once you have that, then I put a logo on the bottom. And yeah, that, is cool. that is time consuming. I have that printed, then I cut them all out and I wet them until they loosen up and put those on and place them on. And uh, you know, once the eyes and the logos are set, then you know, I take the paint or the the tape off the bills. Sometimes some paint gets under it, so I'll take a dental tool, try to scrape all that stuff away, uh, then wipe them down a little bit to get my fingerprints off of them, and then dip them in in a clear coat, and you know, let them hang. And yeah, that's there's there's a lot to that process, but yeah, once they're all coated and hardened, you now have three to four split rings to put on every single one of them and mm -hmm. books. And uh, Zach was, I couldn't believe when I told him I'm getting all these hooks put on for, for the order. And he's like, you want help? Are you kidding me? He's like, yeah, you want help? He came out to my house. I don't know, Saturday night, maybe. And uh, was working with me in the shop, putting split rings on. And I was like, I mean, that was just awesome. The yeah. guy I'm like working for, in a sense, coming out to help me do the work, um, is a great guy. I mean, we we hang out, we drink a little booze, listen to some music, put split rings on, and uh, I mean, it took hours. He yeah. he's like, I had no idea how long this would take. You know? yeah, he's a cool guy, man. I like Zach. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's, real, he's good. real good guy. But yeah, there's there's a lot start to finish, and. Um, it's hard to know really what to charge for, you know, like I, that's what my next question was, is how do you figure out your pricing? And it's all, I've worked with, uh, one custom, he was doing custom paints and then I've talked to a couple other guys and I was always like, you know, I'll ask them, they're like, well, you know, it's, it's kind of hard. And I was like, yeah, it really comes down to what do you think your time's worth? That's mostly yeah. kind of what it is. Yeah. And I guess I think my time's worth about two bucks an hour. Uh, cause I mean, what I'm asking is, you know, in some cases more than like a store-bought lore, um, because you, you can't compete with a $5, like strike King crankbait or something, you oh, know? Yeah. Um, but realistically I, I look at what did I spend on the blank? How many hooks are going into it? Um, I try to figure out 
what I put into it as far as money, you know, four or five bucks at the some blanks. I mean, some blanks are seen some for ninety dollars. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you even charge for that? I wouldn't even know. That blank, this is a TK. This blank I know goes on anywhere from fifty to a hundred bucks, depending on where you buy it from. Just for yeah. the blank. I mean, and I get it. Those guys are probably hand pouring them. They're they're not, you know, factory pressed with plastic. Um, so I get that. I just can't say, yeah, I'm gonna get a couple of those to play with. You know, <laughs> you gotta you gotta tell me you're gonna order that and 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 pay me for that one in advance before I do and paint that. Um, but yeah, that that's kind of what I look at. What do I have into it? Ah, that my daughter. My daughter picked the colors out for that one. That's one of the first floors I painted. That is a good job. That's sick. uh, Lines on the back look so cool. Thank you. Yeah, that's that's on this one here. Oh, well, you got that up. I'll show it to you later. I got your full screen. Yeah, that's that's a cool effect to uh, to put on the backs. I like using that. yeah, it's just kind of a, a simple mesh ribbon that you know wrap around tight to it and put your next color on top. So the base color, when in that case lighter blue, still shines through. Um, yeah, yeah, that's that's one of my early ones. You are down at the bottom of my page. Yeah, when I first started. Yeah, that I think I looked at that the other day, and I think it said March twenty eighth, and I was like, huh, that's. That was the first day I was posting some stuff. Yep, twenty twenty two. You know what's hilarious? I you know know knowing nothing about social media really, I put a handful of pictures up, and like a day, day and a half go by. I'm like, oh, nobody likes my stuff. I'm not, I'm not getting any likes. And my wife looks at it and she's like, Brian, you got to use hashtags. Yeah. Like, what the hell's a hashtag? (laughs) Yeah. She's like, you put the pound sign and then a word that's like related to it. And then your picture goes into all these other areas, you know, with that hashtag. And I'm like, okay. I guess. And I'm like, this is just getting more complicated, you know. Um, So I I started adding some stuff to them and I noticed it works. People are seeing my work now. Uh, And so I, because I don't want to type that every time I made a note in my phone and the notes app with all the hashtags that I'll use. I just copy it, paste it on every post I do. So it fills up with that. I don't know if you can see my screen, but uh, those are all for different posts. Okay. All those are different hashtags for different types of posts. Half of these are from Brad. Yeah. Uh, We got, we got a small mouth uh, hashtag group, large mouth paddle and fin. The kayaks that we use, it's whatever. <laughs> it's Douglas fun. rods, Loveland canoe and kayak, bending branches. I've got a nature one for when I was taking photography and stuff. Yeah, there you, go. There, you just get, you know, there's the, the, what the internet is a great resource for finding what hashtags mean stuff. Cause there's people <laughs> who, for some reason, spend all their time telling you what hashtags are trending. <laughs> so, uh, no, that you guys you got it down then you you got it organized i uh i kind of stick with the same what, what do they let you use 30 i think yeah so i i stick with the same ones but depending on what type of lore it is i'll, I'll delete two or three and change those ones up 
but for the most part, I, I keep, you know, probably 25 of them about the same. Um, yeah, same here. Yeah. But yeah, I guess you mix that up. You start getting into other avenues and other eyes maybe see it. Um, so I try to do that, you know, be smart about it, play the game, but I'm like a little too old to play the game. The way. <laughs> you know. You're not much older than me. We are. No, I'm sure. You know, we're we're right around the same age, but just having been away from it for so long, I don't even own a computer. You know, yeah. uh, I'm I'm not involved. I didn't know what a hashtag was. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I'm trying to play the, the best that I can with the time that I have. Yeah, I got you. Oh well, we're starting to wind down a little bit. The last yeah. question I have that I we haven't hit is kind of what what has been your biggest struggle this last year with setting everything up, running the business side of it? Because you already mentioned you love you know painting them. Um, you started dabbling in, then you came back to because you missed it because you know the winter and all that whatnot. So, what has been the largest uh, uh, thing that you've encountered in the last year of doing the business side of it? Okay, so um, I finished that big wiggle wart job. And it had to be in for October and I'm a big deer hunter. So I'm like, good. I'm shutting it down. I'm spending time for bow season and, uh, didn't get a deer this year. First time in like seven years. And so I was in the woods every moment that I had. And I, I was just thinking of lore ideas the whole time I'm sitting in trees. What can I do? And when the season was over, I go into my shop. And I'm like, it is frigid in here. Hmm. And I put a little space heater in there and it brought it up like two degrees, whatever. My, my shop was just stud walls. Um, There's nothing to it. It's on the edge of my garage. So it's basically just an outside shed. And mm-hmm. so I'm like, I, I can't wait for spring and consistent temperatures. So I dumped a chunk of money in insulation, uh, paneling. I My shop had like everything I owned in it just tools it was my my hunting storage my tool storage a wood shop uh i had like 600 cds on on a rack in there and all this stuff and so i like i literally moved everything out of there Mm. put insulation through every stud you know got it all fitted up in the ceiling and uh got it to where i can maintain a temperature with a heater in there and that took me some time um moving stuff around took more time probably than getting it done um but when i did that i i put new lighting in uh i was looking at a heating and cooling unit to maybe put in to keep it more regulated during the summertime mm-hmm. uh, but it turns out what i had done with the space heater i have i can keep it you know 63 whenever it's pretty cold out uh, right now i didn't turn my heater off and I went in there, it was like 86. Because <laughs> it, it, it almost hit like 70 today. Yeah. So I, I kicked that thing off. I'm not going to need it here soon. Um, but yeah, that, that was probably my biggest hurdle as far as being down from doing some painting. Um, but just the, you know, other little things were uh, working with clear coats. Uh, finding which ones were good. I had KBS that ended up drying up before I could use it all. It started getting tacky, and I'm like, I don't want to use that. Yeah. I got the spray, 
because it's in a can. I'm like, it's not exposed to air. It's not the same compound. I didn't know that when I bought it. Um, and so, you know, again, trial and error of figuring out what's working good. So I just built a UV box, bought UV lights and got the Illumilite. And I tested that stuff out. Man, is it awesome? I've heard. I, you know, KBS, I, I would dip a lure in KBS and it might hang for three, four days before it was hardened. And Illumilite, the first ones I did, I hung them in there, turned the light on. I ate dinner. I went back down and they were done. Huh. I was, holy cow. You know, I, I, I was probably gone for an hour. They could have been done in 20 minutes. I don't know. But that'll help speed up getting orders out. You know, not saying, hey, I can paint it tonight uh, and ship it out in five or six days whenever the tackiness is gone. That's yeah. like, I, I can paint it tonight and ship it out tomorrow. You know, and that's that's pretty cool. So I just got that. Um, I've probably only done a dozen or so baits with it. Uh, I've had it for, I don't know, two weeks, maybe. Um, so that's been a nice addition there. But yeah, it's everything's a work in progress. I uh, have been changing. Uh, one thing before you guys have to go, uh, one thing I did want to kind of touch on was you guys might have seen my logo change a little mm -hmm. bit. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's like good for business, but I thought, you know, why not feature a lure that I painted and just mix it up Heck within yeah. my lettering. And I thought that that was kind of a neat idea. Um, oh, for sure. I've had some people say, man, I wish I thought of that. And, uh, yeah, wait right here. There you yeah, go. Nobody else is doing that. That's cool. I didn't have that oh, one yeah. when those went out. I think I took a picture of it uh, just before shipping them and got stickers made that day. Um, but yeah, I like doing that. And yeah, whenever we're, we're done here, we'll get your uh, addresses. I'll send you guys some. Sweet. Sounds good. Free merch. <laughs> yeah, free merch is the best merch. Yeah, everybody uh, loves stickers. Uh, yeah, It'll go right here on my banner too. Like every, all these stickers you see on my banner back here are like, guests that we've had on our podcast oh awesome yeah from where i'm sitting it's small i can't really see yeah. what's going on there but that, that's really cool I got that's really cool and matt i'll send you a pennsylvania one maybe i can get one with some black and gold color on it oh yeah wow. <laughs> great. great yeah brad can have that one uh <laughs> but brad you got anything else no man well, we hit good, everything. We hit some stuff show. I didn't even think we were going to be hitting. So I know. It. it was, it was yeah. cool. I like it. That's fun. Oh, yeah. Last thing. The hooks. I did want to say this. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. That's what, when you mentioned it, I wanted to ask what, what kind of... What so, yeah. It's with. hard to keep uh, all my thoughts in order here. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, hooks. So, I like to use the VMC Barbarian, the outbarb ones. When I got into this, I thought Megabass was so cool looking i wanted to try and make them look like that mm -hmm. i was like well get the hooks and the hooks are nice and and i can get them in in bulk that's affordable um yep. i could not get them for these uh huddle jacks they the, the two places i go to were out so i had mm -hmm. to go with an alternative that was affordable that would that would fit on there and i heard you mention owner and i'd love to put owner hooks on and I can't find them for less than a buck a piece. Yeah. And then it's yeah. like there's 
There's three hooks on each one of those. And the, the blank itself, I would have been paying Dark Horse to do that job if I would have <laughs> gone that route. And I'd love to yeah. do it. But yeah, VMC, the Barbarian, I do put those on every one that I do. But those two big orders that they had me make, uh, I just couldn't get my hands on them. And I only have, you know, I buy 100, 150 at a time because I'm not knocking out 100 floors all the time. Yeah. Uh, I just didn't have them on hand, so I got what I could to, to you know, a decent quality that wasn't going to uh, break the bank on me. Oh, dude, o owners will definitely do that if you can. And this thing back here, I've got a whole row at the bottom that has different treble hook sizes. As I knock my light over, yeah. um, and I probably have in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, and eight little slide out trays. I probably have three hundred dollars worth of owner hooks. <laughs> so, and it's just i mean it's they're not cheap and i bought i yeah. i find those in bulk deals when i can find them and certain like you know twos four sixes and eights and yeah. man they're they're expensive and i'm pro i'm paying higher because i'm not buying the same volume but i try and they're just they're pricey so yeah, i've used barbarians their barbarians are good hooks i don't dislike them i like the out barb because i'm a mega bass fangirl yeah. um so that out barb hook is like one of my favorite just because you can kind of get away with a, a, a strike fish that's not really committed. If as long as they get near it and it's sticky enough, that barb will catch something yeah. and give you yeah. a chance for them to get ticked off and eat it. So, yeah, I like those. I, that's what I do put on all of them. And uh, again, if if somebody wants to pay, you know, eighteen or twenty dollars for a jerk bait, I'll get the owner hooks. But I want to stay like my jerk baits. I want them to be around twelve to fourteen dollars. I don't want to yeah. make them 18 and then, Hey, shipping too. And now mm. you're spending that much more. I don't, I don't want to do that. I want to keep it with good quality and affordable. Cause I mean, that's, that's how I am. I don't want to spend a ton of money on something. I'm going to be afraid to throw that. I'm going to lose it, you know? Um, yeah. So yeah, I found the VMC uh, those, those work out well. And uh, if you guys order something from me, that's what will go on there. You can take them off and put your owners on them. Sweet. <laughs> like I'm I said, not... barbarians are barbarian. Brad doesn't change out hooks. I don't care. I'm too lazy ones, for that stuff. The big reason I change out hooks is for the simple fact of all your mainstream baits, nine times out of ten, uh, Strike King likes to tout that they have really good hooks. They don't. Mm -hmm. I've, I've bent out Strike King hooks brand new out of the box. Um a lot of them, they'll say, oh, yeah, we're using high-quality VMC hooks. Well, they're not using high-quality VMC hooks. They're lying to you. For everyone out there, <laughs> don't trust them. They're yeah. lying. But a lot of your custom places, you know, like you, you're using Barbarians. Uh, 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 oh, Lord. Dark Corner, he uses. I'm trying to remember what he uses. Um, he told me. I just can't remember. But it's a high-quality hook. It's a triple grip? I want to say it's, it's, a, it's a must-add triple grip. I can't. Don't quote me on it, but I want to say it is. And the must-add triple grips, when you're looking at, I call that like a big box hook. But when you look at big box hooks, the must-add triple grip holds itself own with, with most of your specialty hooks, like your, you know, dachies and everything that I'm ordering from JDM sites. It, the triple grip holds its own. Um, but yeah, custom shops, when you're ordering from especially reputable custom shops that are doing stuff, you're not getting, they're not painting something glorious and then shorten you on the hook. Nine times out of ten, 
the hook choices will be good. Like the barbarian. I don't know anybody else who uses barbarians like for theirs. And I don't know why they don't because yeah. it, it's a good hook. It's, it's one of VMC's better hooks. A lot of people, especially in like the swim bait community communities or the JDM communities like to talk trash on VMC, but they make good high quality hooks. You just have to be willing to buy them. And that's when they're like, well, if I'm paying that for a VMC, I'll just buy an owner. Well, I mean, that's stupid. They make good hook. Yeah. About as well. And it's spending a little bit more too. So yeah, for everyone listening out here, as we're closing out, if you're, if you're looking at, you know, uh, Doc Master, Dark Corner, a couple other customs that I've posted on my page or that Dark Horse has posted, they're all using nine times out of ten a higher quality hook that you're not going to have to worry about it bending out, it not being mm-hmm. sharp. Half the stuff me and Brad's pulled out, I've stabbed myself with. So, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, you're not getting shorted. Pretty yeah. much this moral of the story. Yep. 100%. Well, uh, I believe that's the end of the show. So, uh, Brian, thanks for coming on and being our guest this week. It was a blast. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. Uh, I really appreciate you know you showing the interest in my work and taking the time to to have me on. It was awesome. Heck yeah, guys, go over to his Instagram page, go check out his stuff, and put in an order because these mud bugs are awesome. The sludge factory is awesome, um, and he has a bunch of other stuff on there that's awesome. So. Um, What's your uh, social media social media handle for everybody to find you? Uh, Docmaster Bates underscore Custom Lures. There we go. Yeah, just send me a message if you want something, and I'll get to work. We'll work together on it. Awesome. Awesome. Well, man, I believe that's it. So, anything right. else from you, Matt? No, that's it. Everyone, thanks for listening us uh, to the end of the show, hanging out with us. Definitely go give Dak. Dak, my can't talk today. Definitely go give Doc Master a follow. Uh, he'll be linked down below, like it always is. Um, be paying attention for the Dale Hollow event. We're excited for that, and uh, have a good rest of your week. And hope you enjoyed the listen. Yeah, good luck down there, guys. That lake's awesome. Oh, One love my favorite. Well, thanks again. Yep. Go catch some fish, guys. See you later. Yeah.